0: Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us, Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O oh, you who have believed, لَا تَتَّخِذُوا بِطَانَةً مِّن دُونِكُمْ Do not take as intimates those who are other than yourselves. Who is being addressed? The believers. And what's the address? Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا يَا أَيُّهَا is harf nida. So what does this mean? That فَأَرْعِهَا سَمْعَك Pay attention, listen attentively to the command, to the prohibition that is being given over here. Because this is something that you must do in order to perfect, in order to increase your iman. And if we are neglectful in it, then we are compromising on what? On our iman. So what's the prohibition? That لَا تَتَّخِذُوا مِن دُونِكُمْ Do not take بِطَانَةً those who are other than you. What is this word bitana? بطانة is from the root letters بَطَانُونَ and bitana are those people who are close to a person. Who are they? Those individuals who are very close to a person. The close circle of a person. And this word is derived from بطانة الصوب. بطانة الصوب is the inner side, the inner part or you can say the inner lining of your clothes. Okay. The inner lining of your clothes. So, the part of the clothes that is on the inside which is touching your body, which is touching your skin. There's nothing that is between the body and the clothes. So, this is what bitana is. Alright? So, bitana are who? The close friends of a person with whom a person shares a secrets, a person shares. His feelings, his plans, his ideas, his goals, his objectives, his thoughts. Alright? They're like intimate, close, best friends. Okay? This is just like, there's some things which you share with the whole world. Okay? When you put it up on your Facebook wall. Okay? Which is public. You know, anybody can see it. And there are other things which you share with who? With your close friends. How? By either conversation or through text messages. Or something of that sort. And you share what? What happened? Right? What you plan to do? What you like? What you dislike? You share so many things that the other person knows you. Isn't it so? Your friends know you. How well do they know you? They know what you like to eat, what you like to drink, where you like to go, what you like to wear, where you like to shop, when you like to wake up, when you sleep. You know, what's going on in your life? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? Isn't that so? Your close friends know you. And if they don't know you, then would they really be friends? No. There's a huge gap over there. So, bitana are the close friends of a person. Allah says, Do not take close friends who? mindunikum, Those who are other than you. What does it mean by dunikum? Dunikum over here gives a meaning of ghairikum, meaning other than you. So those who are not of you, but they are, you can say, the other. The one who is different from you in any of the matters. And this could vary. So for example, in the matters of deen, someone who is other than you is who? Someone who is not on the same deen as yours. Alright? So do not take Firstly, who? A disbeliever. As who? As your close, intimate, best friend. Likewise, dunikum Other than you, someone who differs from you in even worldly matters. So for example, in business. Okay? In business. If a person has a rival, he might be a Muslim. He might be a very honest person. Okay? A very nice person, good akhlaq, he fasts, he, he prays, everything. But he has a different goal in business than yours. And if he finds out about your plans, obviously business is what? Competition. Right? He's gonna make more money if he finds out about your plans. Do you understand? So, لَا تَتَّخِذُوا بِطَانَةً مِّن دُونِكُمْ This could be in the matters of deen as well as in the matters of dunya. Someone who is a rival, someone with whom you're competing, Okay, or someone who is not of your group, someone who is not of your family, of your country, don't take them as bitana. Now, it doesn't mean that don't take them as friends at all. What it means is don't make them so close to you that you go on sharing every secret of yours with them. Because if you do that, what will happen? What will happen? You will suffer, isn't it so? You will suffer so for example if there is a random person okay a random person he is not part of your family and you go on telling them about your personal family matters that my father makes this much money and you know we have this much money sitting in the bank and in our house you know in my mom's closet she has a drawer where she keeps the money and yeah there's no lock but you know we don't tell anybody but the money is there and this person you don't know whether they're sincere to you or not Isn't it so? You have no idea. They could easily come to your house and take the money from there. Do you understand what I mean now? So, basically what is being said is that don't go on sharing your secrets with everyone and anyone. Whether it is your secrets concerning your deen or your financial matters, your family matters, no. Don't go on trusting every single individual out there in the street. And over here, my dear sisters, please be careful about what you say. What you write, what you post, what you text, right? What you tell the whole world. You know, the pictures that people put up, the details of their lives that they share, you know, on the world wide web, right? So, لا تتخذوا بطانة من دونكم. Don't go on taking بطانة those who are other than you. Be careful. Be alert. What's the reason? Why should you not do that? Now a list of reasons are mentioned. That first of all, those who are your enemies, لا يألونكم خبالا They will not refrain for you any kind of evil. Meaning they will want every evil for you. Now what is mentioned over here are either the reasons why we should not take other than ourselves as bitana, or this can also be understood as the description of those whom we should not take as intimates. Okay? This can also be understood as the description of those people whom we should not take as intimates. Because it may happen that someone is, you know, let's say, you don't know them that well, all right? you don't know them that well, you don't know their family, you don't know their background much, but they appear to be a sincere person, you know them from the masjid, you know them from the class, and you can share some kind of details with them, some thoughts with them, not about where you keep your money and what your password is to your email account, no. But some details you can share, right? But if they possess these characteristics, then be careful. If they possess these qualities, then be careful. What are they? First of all, لا يألونكم Khabala. Who are your enemies? They are these people who do not fail, do not fall short in any kind of destruction, any kind of harm for you. La yeah Luna is from the root letters, hamza lam wa'al. Alwun is to neglect in doing something, to fall short in doing something, to reduce, to give less. La ya'loona, meaning they do not fall short. They do not fail. They do not leave out any effort. They do not miss out on any chance. They will avail every chance. They will spare no effort. They will go to great lengths. In order to do what? Khabala. Khabal, خبال, from the root letters, Khabala yakhbulu is to destroy, to make defective, to corrupt something, and in particular it is the corruption of the intellect, of the opinion, the mind, the reason of a person. Alright? So, la Lunakum Khabala, they will not spare any effort to ruin you, to destroy you, to corrupt your thinking. And it happens sometimes. That, people become so naive that they don't even realize other people are fooling, making a fool of them, misleading them, and they have no idea. They have absolutely no idea. I'm sure you've heard of many stories where somebody just, you know, spoke to somebody online once, you know, just a random email or a random conversation on, you know, on some chat place or whatever, and then it ended up in a phone call, and it ended up in a meeting, and went one step after the other. So the person's thinking is destroyed. They're out of their mind. Because the other person has made them to believe that I love you. You are the world to me, and you have to marry me, and you must marry me. It has happened with people who are married even, and people who are unmarried. That it's as though their thinking has been corrupted. That they cannot think straight. So if someone is corrupting your thinking, someone is corrupting your beliefs, your thoughts, your ideas, then be careful. If somebody is telling you to rebel against your parents, to leave your family, to disobey your parents, then there's something that's not right. How can someone be a true lover if they're telling you, leave your parents for my sake. Your parents who have raised you, who have been so good to you, and somebody says that I love you, and you have to come to me. Otherwise I will die. I will kill myself. You know recently I came across these stories where I was amazed that how a couple is married but the guy is being chased after by another girl who is a distant relative and she's saying, you know, I've cut myself, I've burnt myself, you divorce her and you marry me. luna يألونكم khabala, For God's sake, such a person is not sincere to you. You have a kid. And if this person is saying they love you, they don't love you khabala. If someone is corrupting your thinking, your beliefs, then there's got to be a problem over there. This is an enemy, not a friend. Someone who destroys your thinking, someone who does not let you think in the right manner, make the right decisions, then they are not your friend. Remember that. No matter what they say to you, no matter what threat they give, no matter what promises they make, no matter what hopes they give, they're not your friend. la Kum What do they love? Another characteristic of an enemy is what? That what do they love? مَا عنتم, That which you suffer. Meaning they love that you should suffer. They love that you should be in harm. What do is from what to love with the depth of the heart, with all your heart. So it is their deepest desire. They love with all their heart that ma anittum, that you should suffer. And anittum is from ainunta, anita Yaanutu is to be surrounded, to be caught in extreme difficulty, to be in crisis, to be in problems, to be you know worried. So they love with all their hearts, absolute love of that which is difficult for you, that you suffer hardship. Whether it is anat fikri, you know, of your thoughts that you're worried all the time, or badani, that in your physical body you're suffering, or in mal, in wealth you're suffering. So anyone who wants that your life should be difficult, that you become sad, that you are hurt, that you are worried, then are they your friend? No, they are your enemy. So if someone says I love you, and for the sake of my love, don't care about your parents being upset. And you're worried. You're sad. They don't care about your parents. They don't care about your family. Do they really love you? Are they really your friend? They're not. what do anitum? If someone loves your suffering, then they are not a friend. Because a sincere person, a well-wisher, he can never be happy when others suffer. Never. The Prophet ﷺ was the most sincere person. And Allah سبحانه describes him as لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز If you suffer something, it is very difficult for him, meaning he feels it when you're suffering. And if another person doesn't care about, you know, whether you're sad, you're distressed, you're worried, you're upset, you're unhappy, then they do not love you. They are not your friend. They are in reality your enemy. Allah says, "Qad badat al min Another characteristic of an enemy is that qad It has already become visible. It has already become clear. What has become clear? al enmity, from what? Min afwahim, from their mouths. Afwah, plural of from mouth, meaning enmity has already become clear from their mouths, meaning from what has come out of their mouths. In other words the kind of things that they have said to you, they make it very clear that they are not your friends, rather they are your enemies. If someone can say the most meanest of things to you, the most harshest of words to you, even when they're upset, then again, they're not sincere to you. Because a person who is sincere, a person who truly loves you, even at the time of anger, he will not say, harsh things. He will not say the most hurtful things. He will sometimes express his anger, he will express his frustration, he will say, okay, do whatever you want, I don't care. But he will not say mean things that will hurt your feelings. If they have the confidence to say words that hurt you, that you cannot forget them for days, for weeks, for months, then there is a problem. That means that that person has some kind of enmity in their heart for you. They're not happy with you somewhere or the other. Many times it happens that a person, you know, shows that he's a good friend, a very sincere person, but the true test is when they are angry. What kind of words do they say? Do they rip you apart? Do they insult you? Do they question your intentions? Do they question your motives? When they're doing that, then that means there's a problem. Because actions, they always speak louder than words. A person can say, you know, I'm very sincere. I want the best for you. I want this for you. I want that for you. But then when they're angry with you, they don't stop it. They don't stop anywhere. They insult your nose. They insult your parents. They insult your work, the way you speak, the way you dress, then قَدْ بَدَتِ الْبَغْضَاءُ مِنْ أَفْوَاهِهِمْ Enmity has become clear, has become evident from their mouths. And notice how enmity has become clear. It shows as if they're trying to hide the enmity inside, but they cannot hide it, it comes out. And this is true, when some feelings are in the heart, then they eventually come out, even if a person tries his best to cover them up. And what their hearts conceal is far greater. If they can say such harsh words to you, then what their hearts keep is something that is much worse. Because words are only a reflection of what is in the heart. Words are what? A reflection of what is in the heart. Because you see the heart is inside. The heart is not displayed. But what is in the heart is displayed through what? Through a person's mouth. Alright? Through a person's words. Through a person's actions. Because remember that the heart is the king and the rest of the body is serving the heart. Whatever is in the heart, the rest of the body will do. Whatever feelings are in the heart, the mouth will speak. Whatever desires are in the heart, the body will do. Whatever the heart is interested in, the eyes will see. Whatever the heart wants to listen to, the ears will pick up. Alright? So, وَمَا تُخْفِي صُدُورُهُمْ أَكْبَرُ What their hearts conceal is far greater. Meaning their hearts are full of enmity and hatred towards you. Even if they say with their words that they love you, that they're sincere to you, they're not actually sincere. Allah says, لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ We have clarified to you the signs. Ayat over here gives the meaning of alamat. The signs. Of who? Of your enemy. Allah has told us very clearly about who the enemy is. In kuntum ta'qilun, if you understand. Meaning, if you have aql, if you understand this, then do not befriend such people. Do not take them as close friends. These signs are clear so that you can understand them. So use your mind before you share something with someone, before you take them as a close friend, before you believe that they love you. Use your mind and analyze what kind of a person they are. How do they treat you? How do they respond to you? You cannot judge their heart, but from their words and their actions and their behavior, the kind of things they want for you, you can tell their level of sincerity for you, the level of their well wishing for you. So be careful, be alert. Allah says, Ha antum ulai. Ha antum. Ha is actually Ha ulai. Okay? But Antum has come in the middle and Ha has been separated. Why? For the purpose of Tambi. For the purpose of warning, caution. You know, to alert the listener. Ha Antum. Here, Antum, you are, Ula'i are those who hum. You love them. Look at you. You love them. You love these people. But the reality is, Wala yuhibbunakum. But they don't love you. It may happen that. There is some individual, you love them, you're very sincere to them, you want the best for them, but every now and then they come up arguing with you and they say the most mean things to you and you're just left in bewilderment that what's going on? Allah says, antum You love them, yes, that's true. kum, But they don't love you. They don't love you. The reason is that a believer is supposed to have a clean heart. Isn't that so? We're supposed to have clean hearts. We're supposed to have sincere feelings towards others. We should give the benefit of the doubt to others. We should have positive thoughts about others. You know, We should be merciful, affectionate, forgiving. And it is only natural that such a person will begin to love others. Isn't that so? That even if someone is mean to you, you will still love them. Because Allah tells us to forgive. Someone said something very nasty to us. But we say, okay, no, no, it's okay. I forgive them. I still love them. Somebody is not being sincere to us in the way that they're treating us. But still, what do we tell ourselves? It's okay, forgive. Maybe it happened because of this reason. Maybe that reason. You tell yourself to have positive thoughts. Right? So you love them. So a believer naturally will have love for others. A believer naturally will have and should have love for others. And... This could be because of kinship with others, relationship with others, or friendship with others, you know, they're your acquaintances, they're your co-workers, whatever. Ha antum أُلَٰئِ تُحِبُّونَهُمْ You love them. But Allah says, وَلَا يُحِبُّونَكُمْ They do not love you despite you loving them. You love them, but they don't love you. And how can someone love you, no matter how much they say they do, when the words that they say only demonstrate hatred? If someone says, I love you, I'm really sincere to you, but the next time they're upset, you're just left in shock. The next time they're angry, they're unhappy, you're left in shock, then that person does not love you, even if they say that they do. Because again, actions, they speak louder than the words of a person. The behavior of a person shows everything. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us about this? That you love them, but they don't love you. Why is Allah telling us this? That we start doubting every person's love for us? No. That we be careful. That just because someone is saying, is expressing their love, doesn't necessarily mean that they love you. Alright? This is just like if a friend says to the other, You know, I really appreciate whatever you're doing. And she says, Okay, can you help me with this work a little bit? Can you just put these books over here or do this for me? And she's like, No, you know, I'm busy. My hand is hurting, I'm you know, busy with something else. You're like, what kind of sincerity is this? I'm asking for a little bit of help, a little bit of cooperation, and there's no support at all. Instead, the person is mocking what I'm doing. This is not love. This is not love. Your actions will show the kind of love and dedication you have for someone. So, la يُحِبُّونَكُمْ They don't love you. So, when this is the case, then how and why should you trust them? Don't take such people as bitana. Because if you'll take them as bitana, then what will happen? You will suffer. You will suffer. And especially, these verses were revealed about the people of the book. Okay? They were revealed about the people of the book, the munafiqeen, who lived in Medina. Two groups. Who were they? The people of the book, the Yahud, as well as the Munafiqeen who appeared to be as Muslims, but in reality they were not Muslim. They were both in Medina. The Muslims, they loved them. Why? Because they appeared to be good people. They made a pact with the Muslims. They apparently came and prayed in the masjid, sat in the majlis of the Prophet So you're supposed to have love for everybody. But Allah warns us, cautions us, they don't actually love you. So be careful. You want Islam for them, but they want kufr for you. And loving the one who hates you is in a way foolishness. This doesn't mean that you don't want good for them, you still want good for them, but be on your guard. وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْكِتَابِ كُلِّهِ And you believe in the book, which book? كُلِّهِ All of it. Now, this is understood in two ways. First of all, بِالْكِتَابِ كُلِّهِ Meaning in all the books that Allah has revealed. You know whether it is the Torah or the Injil, the Zabur, the Quran, any book that Allah has revealed, you o Muslims believe in them. But do they believe in all of them? For example, the Yahud, did they believe in all of the books? No. They didn't believe in the Injil. They didn't believe in the Quran. So this is a proof that they don't love you. Because if somebody loved you, then they would love what you love you. Right? If somebody loves you, then they will value, they will appreciate what you love. They will Value what you find important. And if they don't give it any importance, then they don't love you. Then they're not worth sincere and close friendship. The second meaning of kitabi kullihi is that you believe in the entire book, in the book in its entirety. But the منافقين, what was their state? That they didn't believe in the entire book. Because if they believed in all of it, their actions would be different. They would also act upon it. And not acting on the book, despite knowledge, is almost like not believing in it. Right? This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the people of the book, بِبَعْضِ الْكِتَابِ وَتَكْفُرُونَ بِبَعْضِ What was the takfiruna biba That you don't follow all of it. So the munafiqeen, they didn't follow all of the commands. وَإِذَا لَقُوكُمْ And when they meet you, قَالُوا آمanna. They say that we believe. When they meet you, they say, we believe. Meaning they try to please you through their words, through their lip service. In Surah Ali imran Ayah 167, Allah says, Yakuruna bi afwahim, They say with their mouths what is not in their hearts. So when they meet you, they say, yes, yes, you're doing something so good, I really appreciate your efforts. But when they're alone, meaning away from you, hello from the root letters well Meaning you're not there. They're away from you, they're alone, either by themselves or with the like-minded people. <laughs> what do they do? They bite their fingertips out of rage, out of anger over you. Meaning they're so angry over you, about what you're doing, about your success, your achievements, that they cannot help but bite their fingers in rage. They're so angry. Because you're being successful. So when they meet you, they say, we believe, we appreciate you, we love you. Oh, congratulations. But then as soon as you're gone, they're so unhappy that they can't help but bite their fingers. They don't like your achievements. Notice the word addu is from عَيْمْ ضَادَّ which is to bite, to grab something with the teeth. And Addu alaykum, alaykum gives the meaning of at you, because of you, out of anger over you. And al-anamil is the plural of anmala or unmula, which is in the root letters noon, meem, lam. And anamil are atraful asabir. The atraf, the ends of the fingers. So the ends of the fingers are what? The ends of the fingers are what? Fingertips. Alright? And also the wasat, the middle. Now when a person is anxious or upset or stressed out, then what does he do? He either bites his fingertips or he will bite his finger like that. Isn't it so? Like putting the knuckles in the mouth, the joints in the mouth. Isn't that so? So people bite their fingers in both ways. الْأَنَامِلَ <inaudible> They're biting their fingers out of what? ghayz. <inaudible> ghayz is from ya Allah and this is anger. غَضَب is also anger, but غَيْض is such anger in which a person reacts and shows his emotion. Meaning, he can't keep that anger inside. He shows that emotion. You know, through words, through feelings, through behavior, through his movements. He cannot keep that anger inside. It comes out. Now, biting of the fingers or fingertips or fingernails is due to many reasons. Of them is نَدْل. You know, when a person is sad, about something. So for example, a person is driving and the car breaks down. So a person is just standing there worried. And in that worry, in that sadness, then what happens? A person starts to bite their fingers. Okay. Likewise, it's also because of حزن. Okay, Because of grief, worry. So for example, a person did not submit their assignment on time. And now they're worried that what's gonna happen? So they're biting their fingers. And it's also because of ghaiz, because of frustration, because of anger, over some incident that happened. So a person is unhappy because of how things happen. So he's frustrated, he's upset. Over here, they're biting their fingers out of what? Out of anger, out of frustration. Over who? Over you. That why are you successful? Why do you have some blessings? Why do you have some opportunity? Why are you firm on the right way? Why don't you give up? Why are you determined? You know Why are you achieving your goals? Why are you in a state of well-being? So in other words, they're jealous. Pure jealous. They don't love you. They hate you. They hate you. They don't love you at all. In front of you, they please you. And behind you, they're stressed out over your success. They're stressed out, they're frustrated. Allah says, قُلْ, say to them, مُوتُوا tie in your anger. This is such an amazing response that it's as though it says, means, I don't care. You're jealous? Go ahead. Do whatever you want. I don't care. You know, mutu mutu die بغيلكم, in your anger. Go ahead, live in this anger and frustration all your life. I don't care. Live in this frustration, live in this rael, and die in this rael. I do not care about you. Mutu bi'raylikum. Inna alimun bi thati sudur. Indeed Allah knows about that which occupies the chests. And what is it that that occupies the chest? The heart. And what it contains, its palpitation, you know, its beating, its anxiety, all of that is what? Is mafis sudur, bidat is sudur. So Allah knows about that which is in the heart. So if someone is this jealous of you, someone hates you so much, then what should you do? Be worried. Oh that person hates me. They don't like me. You know their evil eye is going to affect me, they're gonna do magic. They're going to do something or the other. They're going to plot a scheme, a plan to put me in trouble. What does Allah say? قُلْ Say to such a person, die in your anger. Go die in your anger for we are not worried, we are not afraid, and you shall not see what will please you. Allah warns us more. إِنْ If some hasanah reaches you, from mas And what is mas Touch. And hasanah is good fortune all types of good and benefit whether it is of dunya you know or of deen mal you know of wealth of ahl in family badan in the body you know material non material benefit any kind of benefit if you have it you have health you have success you got a good mark you got a good position you got promoted let's say you're traveling whatever any kind of good thing you have in life any blessing friendship mutual love marriage whatever what happens to them tasuhum it makes them sad it upsets them tasuhum from seen when you get a blessing they become sad and upset wa in and if some say'a reaches you tusibukum from saub isaba and Sayyidatun is the opposite of Hasana, it is that which saddens you, whether it is in body or in wealth, in deen, you know, like death or loss of something. If you suffer from some misfortune, Yafrahu biha. They rejoice over it. They're happy over it. They're delighted. Yafrahu from Farah, فرح Faraha. They cannot help but be happy. So, what's the meaning over here? That their enmity towards you is? Endless. It doesn't know any limits. Their enmity, their hatred for you has no limits. You are happy, they become upset. You get something, a blessing, a success, and they do not like it at all. And when you suffer, they're very happy. So can such a person be a friend? Wouldn't you be making a big mistake if you went on sharing your secrets with such a person? Of course, it would be a big mistake. You know, sometimes it happens that you are studying the Qur'an, you get a good grade, you're doing excellent in your lessons, you're doing so good with your attendance. And there are some people who are not happy about that. And there are other people who are happy about that. The Qur'an is, Huwa mimma It is better than everything that people gather. So if someone is supporting you in this cause, then know that they are very, very sincere to you. If someone is supporting you in your study of the Qur'an, in your teaching of the Qur'an, whatever you're doing, then know that they are your sincere, honest friend. And if someone is not supporting you, if someone is not supporting you at all, and there could be reasons for the lack of support. One is that you're not fulfilling your responsibilities because of which the support is lacking. But if you're doing your best, you're fulfilling your responsibilities at home, you're doing whatever you're supposed to, you're not neglecting anything, but someone is not being supportive, then know that they cannot be taken as betona. Because if you go and tell them, that you know, next week we're gonna have class until 1.30, for example, if you were to tell them, then will they be happy? No way. If you were to tell them, March break is off, or on or whatever, are they going to be happy? They're not. If you tell them there's تَكْمِيل, there's a program, I got this many marks, are they going to be happy? No, not at all. So be careful about what you share with who. in tasbiru? So what should you do? What's the solution? What should you do? If you feel that there are some people in your life who are like this, that they hate your achievements, they're very happy at your failure, they're just looking for things through which they can hurt you. In front of you, they're nice, but behind you, they're spreading really bad things about you. So what should you do? Allah says, وَإِن تَصْبِرُوا وَتتقوا. Two things. If you are patient and you're God-fearing. You're patient over what you suffer at their hands. Over the feelings of yours that they hurt. So, in tasbiru. And whoever does sabr is actually waiting for relief. Isn't that so? If you're being patient, it's because you're waiting for relief. So be patient and know that Allah will relieve you from this problem. وَتَتَّقُوا And fear Allah. Fear Allah concerning what? In how you deal with them. Fear Allah in how you deal with them. Because it may happen that someone is saying the most nasty things to you on your face, and you want to say something too. But at that time, what should stop you? The taqwa of Allah. Have that sabr to bear calmly what they're saying and at the same time have taqwa and don't say what Allah does not like. That, وَإِن wa وَتَتَّقُوا لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ كَيْدُهُمْ شَيْئًا Their plot cannot harm you at all. The sister just mentioned her own personal example where somebody at work was giving trouble to them, they were getting a promotion, but this person also wanted it, and they rejected themselves, but the other person got in, when they were praised in public, you know, the other person came and insulted them. So the manager stood up for them, and and defended them. So it happens. It happens. Not just in the matters of deen, but also in the matters of dunya. That where there are people who hate you, who entertain jealousy, animosity, hatred, ill feelings against you, and they're plotting and planning to harm you, to put you in danger, anything that... You achieve, they're upset. Anything you suffer, they're very happy. At this time, what should you do? Have sabr, bear calmly, and have the fear of Allah. Don't do what Allah does not like. Then what will happen? The plot, the plan of others cannot harm you at all. لا يضركم كيدهم shay'a Anything at all. We learned earlier that لَن يَضُرُّكُمْ إِلَّا أذا They cannot harm you except just a little bit of hurt. Yes, you will get a little bit of hurt, meaning your feelings will be hurt. You might have a bad day. You might, every time you pass by that street or by that house or by that building or by that workplace, you're reminded of those thoughts. Yes, you have أَذَى but can this person really destroy you? Can they really harm you? Can they deprive you of something that Allah has decreed for you? Never. لَا يَضُرُّكُمْ كَيْدُهُمْ شَيْئًا In Surah Al-Imran, Ayah 186, Allah says, وَلَتَسْمَعُنَّ مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا أَذَنْ كَثِيرًا You will hear a lot of adha from the people. But can they truly harm you? No, they cannot. إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِمَا يَعْمَلُونَ مُحِيطًا always remember that indeed Allah is with whatever they are doing, encompassing. Meaning he encompasses all of their actions, all of their efforts, all of their activities. And this is إحاطة in علم, in Qudra in سلطان. Meaning he knows about their activities. He has authority over them. He has power over them. He has encompassed them like a wall that encircles the one that is inside its boundaries. Meaning they cannot escape the knowledge of Allah. They cannot escape the decree of Allah, the decision of Allah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses and then some lessons.
1: يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تتخذوا بطعنة من دونكم لا يألونكم خبالة لا يألونكم خبالة وَدُمَعَتْمْ قَدْ بَدَتِ الْبَغْضَاء مِنْ أَفْوَاهِهِمْ وَمَا تُخْفِي صُدُورُهُمْ أَكْبَرُ قَدْ بَيَّنَّا لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ ها لَنَاكُمْ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْكِتَابِ كُلِّهِ وَإِذَا قَالُوا آمَنَّا وَإِذَا خَلَوْا عَضُّوا عَلَيْكُمُ الْأَنَامِلَ مِنَ الْغَيْظِ قُلِ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ إن تَمسَسكُم حسنة what وإن تصبكم said, what بها وإن said, وتتقوا لا يضركم كيدهم شيئا إن الله بما يعملون
0: محيط In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that, وَجَعَلْنَا بَعْضَكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ فِتْنَةً أَتَصْبِرُونَ That we have made some of you as a fitna, as a trial for others. So will you be patient? So if some people are a trial for us, in the sense that they hurt our feelings, they do not support us. Every time we are suffering, they're happy. Every time we achieve something, they're indifferent. So... In this situation, what should be done? Remember that such people are a fitna. And primarily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us against such people that don't trust them, don't take them as intimate friends, because if you do that, you are going to suffer. Now, okay, if someone is, you know, not related to you, you don't have anything to do with them, okay, you can create a distance and avoid such a person. But what if someone is living in the same house as yours? Or they're a relative. You know, people have problems with their in-laws sometimes. People have problems with their own family sometimes. That their own cousin or their own aunt or their own uncle or whoever, as if after them, just because they made a mistake once. And because of that, they're never forgiven. And a person in the family is just after them. So in this case, what should be done? Just be careful. What should be done? Sabr and taqwa. Sabr and taqwa, be patient over what you hear, over what you suffer at their hands, and taqwa of Allah, that don't forget who they are and give them their rights as well. Because sometimes it happens that they may be an elderly relative, someone whom you have to respect. Now just because they insulted you somewhere, doesn't mean that you insult them as well. Taqwa of Allah is very important. Because sometimes we might feel, oh, this uncle of mine, you know, he eats haram and every time I wear hijab, he goes on insulting me. So I'm going to yell at him as well. And I can say this and this to him too. No, have taqwa of Allah. You still have to be respectful towards him. You still have to give him his rights. But does it mean that you have to take his advice? No. Does it mean you have to share everything with him? No, you don't. And it happens that in life, you come across people who are not like-minded. Whether it is at work or in your own family, then again, what should you do? Don't go ahead sharing every private matter, every personal matter of yours with them. Because if you do, then you know they can develop feelings of jealousy against you and they can try to harm you. They can wish ill for you. So don't go on flaunting your achievements even. Really, this is something... That is very, very important. And even, you know, many of the young girls who are sitting over here, for example, when you get married, when you meet your spouse, when you meet somebody, then don't go and tell them, I've studied the entire Qur'an word by word. You know, I know the tafsir of the Qur'an. Don't say that. Don't say that. Because when you go on flaunting your knowledge, then the other person can feel insecure. He can feel insecure. Other people can feel that. Maybe you think too much of yourself because of the knowledge that you have, because of this one course that you've done. And this could lead to problems in family life. So don't go on sharing every bit of your life with the whole world. And again, what you post, what you share publicly, be careful about that. Don't go on showing off all the time. Don't go on sharing everything with the whole world all the time. So, the first thing is, be careful. You know like Yusuf salam, When he had the dream and he told his father, what did his father tell him? Do not tell your dream to your brothers. Don't tell them. Because indeed, shaitan is an open enemy to people. They may develop ill feelings against you. So be careful, first of all. And secondly, if you are in a situation where somebody is after your life, then in that case, be even more careful and have sabr, and have taqwa. These two are your protection. These two will bring relief. And as long as you have sabr and taqwa, Allah will assist you. Remember that incident where a man came insulting the Prophet ﷺ, you know, saying such nasty things on his face, and Abu Bakr ﷺ, who was sitting there, he tolerated it for a while, and then he just stood up and went at that man. And the Prophet ﷺ got up and left. Why? Because as long as he was silent, then what happened? Allah had appointed an angel to defend them. And when there is an argument, when there is a fight, then shaitan comes in and the Prophet did not want to stay where shaitan was. So sabr and taqwa are your protection. This is what will protect you from the harm of other people. And always remember that Allah knows. Allah knows. He knows them and He knows me. He knows them and He knows me. In Allaha bima yamaluna And always say your morning and evening athkar for protection so that the plots of other people cannot harm you. And remember that hadith in which Ibn Abbas said that the Prophet ﷺ said to me once, That, oh boy, I will teach you some words, so learn them. Be mindful of Allah, and He will protect you. Be mindful of Allah, and He will be on your side. If you ask, ask Allah. And if you seek help, seek it from Allah. Note that if the entire nation were to gather their strength to bring you benefit, they will never bring you benefit except that which Allah has decreed for you. And note that if they gather their strength in order to harm you, they will never harm you except with that which Allah has already decreed against you. The pens have been raised and the pages are dry. So if anything hurtful does happen, note that it was already decreed. And if something good has to happen, note that it will happen, even if others try to stop it. So seek refuge with Allah, seek His help, and He will protect you from the plots of shaitan, from the plots of people who are insincere to you.